Hey y'all, this is May, and I've decided to take this week off for Thanksgiving, but wanted to give y'all a mini episode to show my gratitude to all who listen, share, and subscribe to this podcast. I really enjoy creating this content, and y'all are what help me to stay motivated. I really, truly appreciate y'all. So happy Thanksgiving, enjoy time with your family, and stay safe. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a tradition for most families to watch, or at least have on in the background while preparing the Thanksgiving meal. But over the years, there have been many accidents that have occurred during the parade. Because season two is about the 1970s, here are some mishaps that happened during that decade. And if you would like to read all about the others that happened over the years, you can go to macysthanksgiving.fandom.com. During the 1971 parade, Happy Dragon's head was severely damaged after inflation. Smokey Bear's hat was damaged after inflation, and it was so badly damaged that it required parcel replacement. And Snoopy was wrapped around the cab of a helium truck due to the high winds. That 1971 parade then grounded all the remaining balloons, this being the only time ever due to extreme winds and rain, which meant that the smile and the new Mickey Mouse balloons had to make their debut properly the following year. In 1972, Donald Duck's left wing was deflated by a tree, and in 1973, Mickey Mouse's left ear was a little ripped. The 1975 parade had mishaps such as Astronaut Snoopy was punctured by a lamppost at 73rd Street. Underdog hit into a lamppost and tore his ear off. Smokey Bear's right hand was punctured by a tree at Columbus Circle, and as a result, the hand became deflated. Sinclair Oil Dinosaur's front right leg was snagged by a lamppost at 77th Street, but was freed and didn't get damaged. Weeble also got punctured. Underdog, Snoopy, and Weeble ended up having to be removed from the parade that year. In 1976, Weeble again couldn't finish the parade route as it had been punctured by a streetlight at the starting line. The balloon stayed deflated before eventually collapsing at Times Square and being removed five minutes later. Underdog's right hand and left leg were punctured from lampposts. And the last mishaps from that decade came from the 1978 parade. Mickey Mouse's right ear was punctured. Happy Dragon's head was punctured by a tree branch in Columbus Circle and the balloon collapsed to the pavement. Because of this, the balloon had to be removed from the parade. Another thing that happened on Thanksgiving Day, though not in Texas, but it is during the 1970s, was a kidnapping. 
Please join me in walking down Erie Lane. Warning, the following story contains sexual assault crimes against a child. Listener discretion is advised. Terry Lynn Hollis was an 11-year-old girl living with her parents and three siblings in a Torrance neighborhood in California. On November 23, 1972, Thanksgiving Day, Terry was out riding her bike around 3 p.m., but she never returned home. The police were notified and showed up to their home at 9 o'clock p.m. to begin a search that went throughout the night. 25 regular officers, 6 reservists, and 6 volunteers from the sheriff's office searched all night and into the next morning. The search was called off after 10.15 a.m. that Friday when a body was discovered by two fishermen near the shoreline at the bottom of a cliff at Point Mogu, a desolate rocky beach near Oxnard, about 70 miles away. She was dressed only in a t-shirt. During the autopsy, it was discovered she had been sexually assaulted, strangled, and then thrown under a main Southern California highway. Thankfully, they were able to collect DNA from the perpetrator, and the police did all they could to solve this horrific crime. After the discovery of her body, the police went to work. They talked to everyone who knew Terry, as they believed the murderer and Terry knew each other. They also talked to all the local sex offenders, but no leads came from this search. A week into the investigation, the police released a sketch of a man that they were interested in talking to in connection with her death. As a neighbor had witnessed a man riding a bicycle along with Terry around 4 p.m. on Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, a year later it was discovered that that neighbor had actually seen a boy riding a bike beside a girl who was not Terry. The police did all they could, but were unable to find any answers. The case went cold until February 1974, when a man, 29-year-old Ronald Paul Kozak, was arrested on suspicion of child molestation. They questioned him about Terry's case and charged him with her murder. But two months later, they had to drop the charges, as there was no evidence connecting him to her crime. The case, again, went cold. In the early 2000s, the police entered DNA evidence found on the victim's body into the FBI's combined DNA index system, but this produced no results. In 2015, the police requested a lab to conduct a genetic genealogy analysis on the DNA to create a profile. It wasn't until three years later, in 2018, that the analysis returned a match to a potential relative of the suspect. They tracked down this relative, but found out the suspect they were looking for had died in 2003. So they exhumed his body, collected DNA, and confirmed 
he was the killer of Terry Lynn Hollis. His name was Jake Edward Brown. He was 36 at the time of Terry's murder. He had been arrested just six months after Terry's murder in April 1973 for the rape of a minor in Los Angeles and again arrested in 1974 for another rape. He was not in custody at the time of his death. Terry Lynn Hollis's case was cold for 47 years, and unfortunately, her parents were not alive to see her case closed. Her brother and a sister were the only immediate family still alive when they found out the news. Her brother, Randy Hollis, came home to find officers on his driveway. They took him inside to tell him the suspect in his sister's case had been identified. Even after all these years, he was overcome with emotion, stating, That really surprised me. After all this time, it brings back a lot of tough memories. Later at a news conference, he shared a message to all families still searching for answers about their loved one's deaths. Don't lose heart or the drive to get resolution. You just never know. Season 2 will resume next week. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all.